Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. In three, two, one. Seven things you probably didn't know, you need to know. I'm Jamie East and this is The Standard in the next seven minutes or so, we'll look back on a week where Liz and Rishi wrestled their way through TV debates, railway strikes led to a row on the Labour Party, Ukraine pushed back on Russia's advance, and the Commonwealth Games kicked off in Birmingham. This is the Standout 7 from the Smart 7. Don't forget to hit that follow button to get your daily updates at 7am. Seven. Seven. This week saw Rishi Sunak and Liz Truss face off a number of times as the race to be the new Tory leader continued. They started with a debate on Monday night on the BBC where the big discussion revolved around whether or not cutting taxes should be part of the plan for the new leader. Rishi was sticking to his original plan, which is to tackle the ballooning national debt. So the question is, should we pay that bill ourselves or do we put it on the country's credit card and pass the tab to our children and grandchildren to take care of. Now, I don't think that's right. But Liz Truss is not for turning. She had recession on her mind. Everybody thinks that putting up taxes is going to hurt the economy. You can't put up taxes and get growth. If we follow Rishi's plans, can we, we are headed Sophie, for a recession. Really an old- Tuesday saw the deadly duo back in the studio for another debate, this time for The Sun, broadcast live on Talk TV. But the broadcast dramatically went off air after a mysterious metaphor crashed the party. He's going to challenge the freedom and democracy. Turns out it was journalist and host Kate McCann fainting. She's fine, according to Talk TV, but it didn't continue with the debate. Sunak and Trust both tweeted to wish her well, saying they were looking forward to getting grilled another time. Under pressure as the polls shown behind Liz Truss, Rishi appeared to change his mind on tax cuts, proposing a new VAT cut on fuel if he wins the contest. But that didn't impress Business Secretary Kwasi Kwarteng. It's a U-turn. I mean, let's not beat about the bush. This is a U-turn. A few months ago, he said that uh, VAT on energy bills would disproportionately uh, help richer people. It wasn't targeted enough at people who are vulnerable. Thursday saw Culture Secretary Nadine Doris wade back into the contest and she's still annoyed about what happened to her best friend, Boris. It is not a secret that things happen that shouldn't have happened and that Boris Johnson was removed via a coup. Travel across the UK was disrupted yet again on Wednesday as more than 40,000 rail workers from the RMT union went on strike in an ongoing dispute over pay and working conditions. It follows a summer of chaos for Britain's railway industry with both the RMT and ASLEF unions announcing further strikes to take place in August. RMT General Secretary Mick Lynch explained why industrial action is necessary. We haven't got an offer from Network Rail or the train operating companies that suits the needs of the dispute. The train operating companies have made no offer on pay and they've given us no guarantee of no compulsory redundancies. So the gap between the two parties is too big and the responsibility for that lies with Grant Shapps. Speaking of Grant Shapps, the Transport Secretary dished out an incredible cell phone when he appeared on Sky News to discuss the situation. Since I've been Transport Secretary, they've issued about 160 
different disputes. There hasn't been a single day where there hasn't been either strike action or a mandate for strike action ongoing. That's just not normal. Meanwhile, Shadow Transport Minister Sam Tarry was sacked from Labour's front bench after defying Sir Keir Starmer's orders not to attend picket lines. But Sam says it was important for him to support the strikers. I want to be part of a Labour Party and always stand up for a Labour Party that stands in solidarity with workers in their disputes, wherever that may be in this country. That did not play well with Labour leader Sir Keir Starmer, who promptly sacked him from the shadow cabinet. Sam Tarry was sacked because he booked himself onto media programmes without permission and then made up policy on the hoof. And uh, that can't be tolerated in any organisation because we've got collective responsibility. But Labour MP Diane Abbott wasn't having any of it. Everybody knows Sam Tarry wasn't sacked for what he said in interviews. He was sacked because he went on a picket line. It is quite wrong to sack shadow ministers because they go on picket lines. It's also completely unprecedented. This week saw the Ukrainian military begin a pushback on Russian forces in the Kherson region, including successful artillery strikes on the critically important Antonivsky Bridge. It's a major blow to Russian forces who use the bridge to transport supplies to soldiers, and Ukraine says it's a sign that their operation to liberate Kherson has already begun. The good news came as departing Prime Minister Boris Johnson presented Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky with the Winston Churchill Award for Leadership. It gives me great pleasure, Vladimir, to present you with this award, if you can see it, which I hope you can. US Army Major John Spencer says that both US and UK military intelligence believe that with all of the long-range Ukrainian attacks from the newly supplied Western weapons, the Russians are running out of ammunition. Even the MI6 director, as you know, said that they're about to run out of steam, the Russians are. But they're running out of ammo, they're running out of men to get to the front lines and you know, people with five days of training being pushed into Ukraine to fight for Russia. Meanwhile, gas prices in Europe rose by almost 2% on Wednesday after Russia further cut down on supplies flowing through the Nord Stream 1 pipeline into Germany. It follows the country's earlier announcement that they'll pull out of the International Space Station by 2024, a decision which former NASA press officer Laura Worley says could spell trouble. The biggest threat to the West would be if Russia would join forces with China on their space station. We could be dealing with some serious geopolitical issues here. Monkeypox has now been declared a global health emergency by the World Health Organization after a surge in cases. It's the seventh time such a declaration has been made since 2009, the most recent being given for COVID-19, which was given the same label back in 2020. The WHO's Director General Tedros Ghebreyesus spoke on Sunday addressing the new outbreak. We have an outbreak that has spread around the world rapidly through new modes of transmission about which we understand too little. For all of these reasons, I have decided that the global monkeypox outbreak represents a public health emergency of international concern. Still to come on the standout seven, the long arm of the law inches closer to Donald Trump and Kate Moss opens up right after this. Welcome back. For the first time in 18 months, Donald Trump returned to Washington to give a speech on Tuesday and hinted he might run again in 2024. It came as more information comes out about his actions in the immediate aftermath of the Capitol attack. 
Mark Short, former chief staffer ex-president Mike Pence, became the most high-profile witness to testify in front of a grand jury investigating the incident. I can confirm that I did receive a subpoena for the federal grand jury and I complied with that subpoena, but under advice of counsel, I really can't say much more than that. Despite Trump's claim that he lost the election through massive voter fraud, President Biden gave a passionate speech calling the police heroes and saying Trump lacked the courage to act on January the 6th. For three hours, the defeated former president of the United States watched it all happen as he sat in the comfort of the private dining room next to the Oval Office. Speaking to NBC News on Tuesday night, U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland said that no one, including Trump, was immune to prosecution for their role in the January the 6th insurrection. We intend to hold everyone, anyone, who was criminally responsible for any attempt to interfere with the lawful transfer of power from one administration to another accountable. That's what we do. Eurovision runner-up Sam Ryder says his heart's heavy knowing that Ukraine can't host the song competition next year because of the Russian invasion. In a video, he reminded fans it will still be Ukraine's party, even though the contest will be held here in the UK. And the Spaceman singer had a reassuring message for the Ukrainian people. It's Ukraine's party. We're just inviting them to throw it at our house. We know how to throw a party here in the UK. And our excitement is outshone only by our focus on that one sole objective to hold space and be on hand to help wherever needed to host an event that celebrates Ukrainian culture, history and music. Never complain, never explain. That's usually her motto, but fans have been treated to a rare interview with supermodel royalty Kate Moss. The catwalk queen appeared on BBC's Desert Island Discs and admitted she's swapped partying hard for gardening harder nowadays. She's still pretty rock and roll, though, bringing a custom remix by Jazzy B as one of her tracks. And she shared an experience from her early days of modelling and how that affected her. I was only 15, probably, and he said, take your top off. And I took my top off, and I was really shy then. And he said, take your bra off. And I could feel there was something wrong, so I got my stuff and I ran away. I think it sharpened my instincts. I can kind of tell a wrong and a mile away. This has been the Standout 7, the best of the week from the Smart 7. We'll be back tomorrow, 7am, with the Sunday 7. Have a great rest of your weekend. Written, produced and published by Daft Dogs.